This week on Common Science, we're expanding on the topic of magic. So during our last episode, we had the opportunity to talk a bit about magic in the presence, as well as the tension between magic and science, a little bit about magic and religion, but we're going to have the opportunity this week to go a bit more into depth on the history of magic, as well as some more of this idea of tension between magic and other phenomena. So I'm going to kick it to Dre with some initial thoughts on... (laughs) So there's... It's pretty pretty warm these days in minnesota about 30 degrees and there's ice and snow melting off of our rooftop and landing on our balcony you might or may not have heard it but you surely heard that it interrupted lauren and on the note of magic if we were living in a different time we would say this is an omen something is going on there's some sort of like (laughs) meaning to this if we did not simply understand that the ice was melting off and fall onto our balcony and that brings me to my conclusion that I came to since our last podcast is that when we're talking about natural phenomenon, we're talking about things like, I don't know, lightning and gravity and all these and photons and the Higgs boson and supersymmetry and all these like ideas that are kind of trying to figure out how our natural world and universe work. The main difference is not necessarily is not necessarily surface level. So like magic, technology, and even religion and acts of God might all look the same on the surface, but it's really the human. It's really people that determine what they are. It's really our beliefs and what we think the causes of them are that really determine if something is magic or science or religion. And I never really thought that before. I never, not really came to that conclusion, but that's where I'm at right now. Man, yeah, that, um, yeah. So thinking of of beliefs and the differentiator being the the human behind the belief and the human behind the explanation, really. Like, so you might have some event like ice falling off the rooftop, and the event is the same right but it's it's what is the explanation is it the ice melting is it like some omen um that some like god or some like magical force um yeah like propelled it to do that yeah like what is that um one thing that i've been thinking about with within the realm of belief and explanation is Um, in history there's always there's been a tension between um, people who believe and don't believe and um, specifically I'm thinking of the like this tension between um, religion or different religions and uh, magic or even science Um, yeah so I'm just curious what comes to to mind when you guys think of this tension between these um either competing ideologies or if they can be knitted together cohesively i mean who knows but like are they competing like what are some of the tensions that come to mind um either personally or historically uh yeah lauren what are your some of your i think of my own experiences first growing up I was not allowed to read 
or intake much media that involved magic. In fact, I wanted to read Harry Potter so badly that I had to somehow sneak it out of the library. Now, the librarian wasn't willing to let me sneak it out. However, she was willing to create a separate Lauren checkout list that <laughs> existed outside of the normal checkout list that kept track of my reading of Harry Potter. And so I would bring it home along with some other books and read it during the night under a sheet with a flashlight or whatever I needed to. And I think this was largely because my dad was a pastor and at the time he, he believed that intake of that sort of media or of that sort of um, reading or creative endeavors would, would cause me harm in some way. Um, and that held true in our ability or our, our, if we were allowed to watch things like that. Uh, growing up, Spongebob was not allowed. I don't know what kind of sorcery exists in <laughs> Spongebob and talking sponges, but there were different uh. things like that where we were not allowed to engage because of the idea of magic versus religion. And I think that for me, it was even more enticing, but it was also confusing because I grew up in a world where miracles did exist and where Jesus walked on water and raised the dead. And so understanding as a child and having to create a distinction in my mind between magic and what was religious or miracle was really challenging, actually, I think, for a young person. And for me especially. So the idea, Dre, that it is truly in your beliefs or ideals, whether it's magic or God or what have you, is fascinating. And I, I think I subscribe to that too. Yeah. One thing that I um, am thinking of is like, why might he, or like, I mean, it's, it's pretty well documented that Harry Potter in um, certain Christian homes was not allowed, as well as uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, I believe. Um, and yeah, it's just pretty well documented. Um, this especially, I mean, I think of to like witch burning and, and kind of this, this fear of alternative explanations. Um, yeah, I'm, that it's just making me think um, because I recently uh, applied for a grant and it's related to looking at um, like disease and misinformation and we're starting to look at some of the theories of misinformation and a lot of uh, a lot of the thought there is that there needs to be a it's rather than a centered like a, a you can combine these two ideas it's like a com competition or a competitive process so you need to replace one idea with another one um so i'm not sure if you guys might align with that or, or what some of your other maybe examples of this competition or this like possible the possibility of of merging of like magic and these other like explanatory systems Dre, what do you think? Competing competition of ideas or yeah, else? honestly, this the whole magic versus techno science versus um, religion really just reeks of 
cognitive dissonance, toxic ideology, and tribalism to me. Tribalism, I think, is maybe the most destructive trait that he would have. Our desire to make things other and then to attack them and tear them down as if their existence somehow negative, like, like, like makes us, ours not, like, important or makes ours less than. And that's kind of how this looks. It's kind of like, even like philosophy and stuff. It's like, if you look at philosophy, religion, science, magic, all these things, they can, it's kind of like humans and other hominids and, um, what do you call it? Like apes and stuff. It's like, we all have a similar origin, right? We're not the same, but we all sprouted from the same place. And you can just see them. And you can see it with, obviously, Judeo- Christian and Muslim and Islam, you know, you see all, how they all promote it, but then you're starting wars over it. You're trying to absolutely obliterate the others. And it's really bizarre to me when I look at those three things because I can see the similarities so clearly and I can understand science being really upset by religion because of like religious wars or something or like just a, in like a divergence from reality. And same thing with magic. But at the same time, I think a lot of science and scientists just go way too far with it and just really get bogged down in their own dogma and in their own tribalism where it's like the existence of religion and magic does not make science untrue at all. So I think it's really just that it's our human condition that is creating these dichotomies where in like you're saying, not making them, yeah, making them compete and attack each other. So yes, there's differences, but there's no need that there's no reason why all three of them can't exist in their own right because all three of them have some truth and some, and all three of them have some falsehood to them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think you're totally right about the human condition. Um, causing a lot of the this tribalism right um it's this like cognitive process of um i am like this idea has gripped me and this is my explanation for the world and we tend to focus on differences um yeah so i just think about i especially think about our current political climate and how people might come more together and if that is possible because i mean yeah these ideas being these competing processes um to me the the counter argument or the the way forward is being like oh yeah i mean if if all of these people have come to these different conclusions right there has to be some truth to all of these different conclusions so how can we like melt them together and and find something that's better but um now that would be magic now that, would, now that would be magic. Now that would be magic. 100%. Um, yeah. There's a lot of truth to that, though, that we have a tendency to divide because, there, because of our desire, I think, for schemas and simplicity. And when you don't understand, it's easier for there to be a them and a me. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't make sense, when it doesn't align, when you have some shattered assumption, you are driven to create a them and a me, some arbitrary line in the sand, right, that is beyond what you understand or what you believe to be true. 
And I think that's probably why historically, for me, I experienced this tension between magic and religion or magic and miracles. And in my family too, I think because of biblical teachings and because of feeling a strong foundation in uh, Christianity and Christ-centered learning and teaching, it's challenging to think outside of that box. And beyond the fact that it's hard just for humans to think outside of a schema, outside of something we've created, a picture that we understand the world through, it's hard because it's what you've learned and know to be true, right? So like, it's beyond the fact that it's physiologically challenging, it's psychologically challenging. However, I think the truth does exist more in the middle, right? The God that I believe in, and I am a Christian and a theist, is so big that it could be magic and it could be probably your god and it could be the coder of the simulation it could be all the things because who am i to say i could possibly understand yeah i think that's kind of how i so some of our listeners might be like what is this kook dre talking about saying magic is real and it's equivalent i'm not saying it's equivalent to science but and saying it's like putting on the terms with this and having this conversation because a lot of respectable and sometimes self-righteous um, scientists would never even have this conversation, never even like put that in the same sentence. And I'm not saying that science hasn't done more wonders for us than maybe magic and religion have to, in some sense. I don't know how you really measure that. But what I am saying is that one thing that science has taught me, especially where we're at right now, is that virtually anything seems possible at this point. And there's so much that we don't understand. So we're really pushing the bounds of reality. We're really trying to stand on the frontier here. And people who, like for example, now we consider alchemists. A lot of us consider that nonsense and magic. But at the time, these dudes were scientists. These people were like, they didn't have the scientific method, so it wasn't this clear cut. But they were throwing things together and they made a lot of scientific revelations. And now those, what I consider the alchemists now, are the theoretical physicists and the theoretical, I don't even know, all those big words, who are really like saying, hey, like, maybe there's this, these 11 dimensions that we never knew were possible. And they create these mathematical models and which math has proven things right before, right? We've done a bunch of math and said, according to our calculations, there should be a planet there or this Higgs boson should exist. And then lo and behold, we create the Large Hadron Collider and these things exist. So it's like, for me, science does not disprove God or disprove quote-unquote magic. It actually almost substantiates them in the fact that there's so much that's possible that why at this point in human history would we think we have it all figured out and that these things can't exist? Yeah, it's so interesting that we've come to this place in society where there's so much tension and where there's so much inability to hear someone else and and understand that what they're saying probably has some similarity to what you're saying and that you might even be talking about the same thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think i mean to me what's so wild is that how possessed people can become by ideas or ideologies or um yeah i mean i just think about so one phenomena that i wasn't aware of but i'm becoming more aware of now is QAnon. 
Have mm. you guys? I'm not well versed, but I've heard. Have you heard of it I've much at all? I've never heard of it. What is it called? QAnon. Um, so the idea is it's this, I mean, it's this false um, conspiracy theory that um, there are like, there is like baby trading and like satanic rituals going on behind mm-hmm. the the scenes in in government and that Trump is fighting against these evil forces. That is like the premise of this conspiracy theory. And it is like very, very, um, I mean, commonly held now. I mean, there like there's estimates, nobody know, really knows how many people are kind of possessed by this conspiracy theory, but there's a, like some of the estimates have been like five to 10% of the US population Mm, believes in this <laughs> conspiracy theory which a is a lot of people um and i mean there's and yeah i mean so it's this totally totally wild um ideology that and kind of mythology that gets propagated and can have real world con- consequences um in terms of uh yeah i mean there've been there've been there was a story of like one guy like killing a friend with a samurai sword because he thought he was like a lizard. Like that's one of the other things is that these like evil people are okay. actually, are not actually human. They're lizards. And yeah. Like, yeah. Just to you and I sounds like totally bananas. Right. But, yeah. um, it's this like very, um, well circulating, conspiracy theory and like explanation for the world um so it's just kind of a wild phenomena to me and i'm not sure if you guys have any reactions or any like other examples that you think of yeah Um, the only kind of my thoughts on that so i don't know how many conspiracy theories i believe in today but i don't i hardly ever really um like fully discredit them just because so many things are so close to true that it kind of makes you wonder or like enough people have had their kind of paradigm shattered by the world and what the world should be whereas like yeah there might not be satanic lizard people but are there people stealing children and selling them there are so a lot of it is so close to reality that i'm like i can understand where a human mind might be so distrustful of what they see and going back to our last podcast on um, magic, talking about like inattentional blindness and how much of our reality is filled in and how much of our memory is filled in, it's like there's definitely a lot of cause for cons- a lot of cause to question your reality, what you believe, what you see. So for me, it really just I mean it comes a, becomes a problem when it's hurting people. Obviously, when mm-hmm. people are samurai sorting people, like it's like then it's like that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know that person's mentally ill, probably. Um, yeah. So that's an issue, and being detached from reality can, I guess, you know, it's a problem. Um, so. This quote comes to mind that I saw recently in someone's email signature. Yeah. It's from Frederick Douglass, who was a badass in history. Um, He fought for justice, equality, 
in many different aspects of the word words and he says where justice is denied where poverty is enforced where ignorance prevails and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress rob and degrade them neither persons nor property will be safe whoa that's a crazy quote so i thought that was incredibly fitting for the conversation we are having now because i think we sometimes think that this conspiracy theory culture is new Mm. but there have been periods of time throughout history where whole groups of people will believe something that may not be true or that there's only some measure of truth in Mm. which i think is just mind-blowing definitely and one of the most horrific and pertinent instances of that is the witch hunts that happened from like 1450 to 1750 and of course talking about magic so a lot of times it was people who did not understand how the world worked Maybe there was a mentally ill person in the community. Maybe there was just some weird happenstances, a disease spreading about. Um, Or maybe there were some more sinister things. Some of the Salem witch trials were really sinister where there was someone in power who really wanted somebody out. So they accused them of being a witch. And then they they caused this mass hysteria, playing people's um, psychology. And then all of a sudden, everybody in in this community, but usually a small community, believes that there's a witch, right? And so between, in those 300 years, 1450 to 750, there's an estimated like 30,000 to 60,000 people were killed for being um, accused of being a witch. And this still happens today. So I was just doing some Googling and they, witch hunts are practiced today still throughout the world. Hmm. And they, while prevalent worldwide, they're still especially prevalent or have hot spots in india papua new guinea and sub-saharan africa and the amazonia and the amazonia yeah which is a little terrifying right when people think something's going on that they don't understand or disagree with we hunt them Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean just something that i'm thinking of too is um I mean, just in in dictatorships and how, like, political prisoners might be taken and persecuted or whatever it is. It's just, like, you you were talking about, about the power thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, like, a fascinating origin of it. Yeah, two things. You guys both kind of... I think Saudi Arabia, you can be put to death for sorcery. I think. Could be wrong. Might it... (laughs) <laughs> Fact check we that. are compens- common scientists. I don't so want to completely just, just throw Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Miss a line, yeah, just <laughs> slander Saudi Arabia. Um, and the other thing, Aiden. So the modern, the most, or I guess not the most modern recorded, like like L or Leah Lauren just brought that up. But what we think of modern witch hunts in America is McCarthyism, right? And the Red Scare, where if you're not familiar, I'm sure if you. If you grew up here, you probably learned this in school with the Red Scare, where this, um, I don't remember what McCarthy was, if he was a politician or a general, I don't even remember, but I think he was a politician. He, he starts um, accusing all these people of being communist, 
and a lot of them were political enemies, people like in, I don't know if it was if Hollywood existed back then, but like the equivalent of like Hollywood back then, um, all these people that him and his party did not want in power were being accused. And of course there were some people with communist um, sentiments, but at that point did they deserve to be put in prison and like um, ostracized and what do you, what's that word, like banished from the country? It's like, so we have this, while we, we talked about last episode, we do have this kind of fantastical, positive desire to believe in magic and something different than what we see, God. We also have this really destructive way where it's like someone in power specifically can be like, hey, this person has this dark evil with inside them. We need to persecute them. Really and that's really terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, according to The Atlantic... Saudi, Saudi Arabia's war on witchcraft continues. There is a special unit of the religious police, the religious police, that pursues magical crime aggressively and the convicted face death. If you just change wow. that to like Hogwarts or whatever the other schools were, that sounds like straight out of Harry Potter. Like the religious police, like managing oh, sorcery yeah. and dark arts. magical crime. Yes. Aggressively and the convicted face death. Like they have ores. Yeah, they have ores. The Saudi Arabia has ores. Yeah. Like that's... Wow. So like see, so there's instances like that where like of course the scientific community has cause for concern and animosity towards... Like that's a combination of religion and magic. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sounds like in that sense, they probably think magic comes from the devil or whatever. I don't know their belief system well enough, but um, so I understand the scientific community's hesitant, hesitancy towards that, but I don't know. That, I, yeah, that's the risk the religious places, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's wild. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, so something that I, I am like, throwing around in my mind is okay why does this happen and um one of the one of the thoughts that i've uh come either come across or was this idea that it's because to live in a group of people who are cooperating together towards a common goal they need to have a shared mythology mm-hmm and so I wonder if, I mean, I think it probably has some roots in that, in that if there are people who are subversive to the common mythology of the, whatever social system you're living in, uh, they need, they, they are rooted out. Um, and that might be like the evolutionary explanation for it. And I think like with any of these phenomena, there are dangers the more people subscribe to it so when you find a religious zealot or someone who is extremely religious religious those people can be dangerous in every sense of the word those Mm -hmm. people have started many wars killed many people caused lots of problems but the same is true of people who have subscribed to pictures of magic um and i mean yeah, the list just goes on that there will always be extreme people in each of these groups. So I think just noting that is important because we've, like you said, we've talked about magic in the fantastical sense, but I do think there are real dangers of, of any person in any of these groups, religious or magic, what have you, that can, that can pose danger to society. And so 
it's interesting because there has to be some some form of policing right to put any of these things into the rules of of what could create a peaceful society much less a peaceful society like you were saying Aiden where we are allowed to have our own god where we are allowed to choose where we are free to decide there still has to be some governing law either against magic or religion or whatever because there are people who go too far in every sense of the word in any of those areas yeah and that's super uh that debate is super relevant today um i'm just thinking about this like i mean this argument between free speech but then free speech when it involves a conspiracy theory with lizard people where you're gonna slice them with a samurai sword like where where is the line how do we draw the line when um yeah i mean it's just it's a real i I do i do agree with you lauren that there needs to be i like i hate to say it but some form of of control but i will say as much as i have said and i will continue to say that i believe in magic i believe in god i believe in all of these things and would even encourage it if you are a sadist, if you are are inflicting pain, if you have joy in creating conflict, joy in creating pain, that is not okay. Whether you subscribe to magic or religion or whatever it is. And yeah, I think that needs to be controlled or policed in some way. Um, it's just interesting that yeah. there are dangers in all of it. I do think, though, I do kind of getting back to a little bit of Darwin and then the competition I do think that at the end of the day there will be uh, some of the the best ideas for survival will win out um, kind of mentality or like I have that kind of mentality um, and what needs to happen is there needs to be uh debates and conversation and consensus and all these things um because if i if i have an idea and put it out there and somebody's like oh that's stupid like oh then okay maybe let me let me find out why you think that's stupid and then if i eventually agree with them then that's um that's only good in my eyes uh what are some of the thoughts that you're you're having dre there's been a lot said. <laughs> There's been a lot said. <laughs> and a lot has like bounced around my head. A couple things is like we talk uh when it comes to magic, um, I don't even know if scientific scientific people probably don't say even dark arts because they don't believe in magic. <laughs> but I would guess like religious people talk about like witchcraft, dark arts, stuff like that. And there is a sort of dark arts, right? There is a sort of um like a desire to hurt people and like maybe bring destruction upon humans and this and that but there's also dark science right and i think dark science is a bigger problem today right like america is not killing thousands of people with magic (laughs) they're killing them with missiles and drone strikes right so that's where even i hear a lot of intellectuals and sciencey people talking about the harm of religion 
and this and that and I'm just like man what about science though what about the way we're using this even da Vinci he was he really struggled for a long time with his desire to make um weapons and he kept trying to I can't remember I think it was maybe France or something he kept trying to make weapons for this king and he kept they kept being like no like make us a statue make make us a painting this and that and then eventually someone let him i think maybe someone someone upon his journal or someone just gave him a chance and he saw his weapons in a war and he was like whoa like this is carnage to a degree that i don't want any part of and i think if i remember correctly he eventually like kind of rebuked that he was like all right i'm not i'm not into weapons anymore but that's just like like my point is like science is not some perfect thing i think a lot of times it's portrayed as constant progression constant like oh, we're going to use logic to um, make it the world better and this and that. But it's like, dude, the like the experiments that Nazis did are really um, notorious that they did on like the Jews and gays and blacks and this and that. But there are some really dark experiments happening right now as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even, like, obviously we talked about MK Ultra and other podcasts and stuff like that. So for me... I think a lot of us stick on the religious thing. Like the Bible talks about like taking the log out of your own eye or whatever it is, the speck out of your own eye. It's like we all need to be a little bit more humble and understand that there's a reason why ideas like Christianity, why like Buddhism, etc., also magic and religion have persisted and why they continue to catch our fancy and why we can't really escape them as a people. It's because they all play an important role in our lives. But just like everything, humans, man, we have a light side and a dark side. Mm-hmm. So they can all be turned bad in a big way. I think that's a beauty, again, though, of common science. And keyword common. I think that institutional science is where, and how science has evolved to modern day science, is where it can get especially scary but the idea of common science and the idea of our podcast is that everyone has the power to ask questions right everyone has the power to come to the table with their ideas dark or light and everywhere in the middle and hopefully we can come to some common understanding not that we all need to agree or walk away with the same gods and the same ideals because Probably that's not how the world works, but who knows. But that we can walk away with a commonness, a common understanding, and that it starts by asking questions. And I think that's where we'll wrap up for this week. Hopefully, again, this challenged you a little bit and maybe even rocked your your foundations a little, and you'll have to go do some question-seeking and answer-seeking. But that's what we're all about is coming to the table to ask questions and find answers.